Recently, authorities have asked OK Soda to respond to allegations that the television chain letter is some sort of secret code. Nothing could be further from the truth. It is a marketing tool only. A secret or code of any kind would be counterproductive. It would imply that OK is only for those who truly understand it. Please stop this rumor and help others to realize that things are going to be OK. Hey everyone ever, and welcome to 20th Century Pop, the show where we try to understand the present while living in the past. My name is Tim Blevins. And I am Bob Canning. And Bob, um, here we are. I actually thought you were going to do your classic pausing thing, so I was all set to, to jump in so that we would keep moving, but I didn't have anything. I oh, had this. I did the classic pause, so I, yeah. I fulfilled my, my role in our opening. I'm trying to I'm trying to whittle that pause down. Sure. I, I'm realizing most shows, most podcasts, most pieces of entertainment or vocal philosophy or whatever it is that the podcast, I guess, lose their um, lose their listeners in the first year. No, lose their <laughs> listeners within the first five, probably five minutes. I don't have facts here. I thought I did, but it's I probably think they early lose on. Quickly, they have to decide pretty early on if they're going to keep listening. And I know that I am a tough critic because I don't like friendly banter about most hosts that I listen to. I don't want to hear their crazy jokes, as I've said before, about the cat that happens to be on the mic or uh, I'm not feeling well or, or whatever it is. That that stuff bugs me. So to jump right in is what I was trying to do. And, and I'm sorry. I think I, I – I'm sure the music's done by now. I think I, I fucked that up. No, it's, that it's up. okay. You were probably going to say something like um, – are you thirsty today? Do you need a beverage? Maybe that was going to be your segue. Probably or just, not. But might have been maybe. an expression of how much I care. Are, are you thirsty? Have you had a beverage? I've I've been hydrating. Mm-hmm. Just just water today. Do you, okay, I've had some water, and then I also had some gin, uh, mathematically mixed with vermouth. Nice. I think so, but but we're not talking about gin, vermouth, or water today. But like like you said, we are we're talking about. And again, I you know what I am going to cut in. To, and I know that I proposed this topic. Unlike Snacks. The, the, yes, you proposed <clears throat> that one. Yeah, we're we're, we're kind of going out of our normal pop culture v- media, as it's now called, visual audio, whatever uh, angle of the show, and, and we're. Kind of uh, going to attempt to wrap our what brains and lips uh, are around yeah around a beverage. Everyone who's still with us, we're talking about <laughs> a soft drink this week. Well, we're talking a about soda. a little bit more than a soft drink, Tim. Don't don't sell the show short. Um, but yeah, the soda gonna... sold itself <clears throat> short. It, it did. It sure did, and it wanted to. Um, we're talking about okay soda. From the night. Yeah, okay, soda is today's topic. Okay, soda. But also just the 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 idea of selling something to our generation, the Generation X uh, dynamic, uh, and how that might play into uh, what we choose to to purchase and try, and what we don't, and maybe we purposely don't want to because they're trying to sell it to us. Now you're saying that present tense. We're talking the past here. We're talking this like is 1993. True. And something that you just said, and I don't know how often we actually say this on the show. We we never, 
for a couple of people who are talking about pop culture of the 80s and 90s. We never <laughs> identify as we are, I don't think we've identified really as Generation X on the show before. I know it's just a title and that's obnoxious, but it's it, it, there are demark demarkers or demarcations um, socially and, and economically and, and developmentally. Do you do you think of or do you consider yourself, you refer to yourself as you just did, I guess, as Generation X? Uh, not regularly. I mean, perhaps if, if there's a conversation about it and, and people are qualifying, you know, what era of time they're from, what age group they're from, that sort of thing, what what music or pop culture they like. Uh, I might mention it. Um, Is that how you measure it by? Mainly by music and, and popular culture? Uh, sometimes. It depends on the group I'm with. Um, and if it's a new group, generally I've only found this with, with a, a new job where I'm just starting to get to know people and there's an age range. And you just sometimes you can really easily tell how old somebody is. Sometimes you cannot. And so a lot of times the music and movies they like is a, is a window into, into what generation they might belong to. Not that it really matters, but it just might help define things and might help you relate or know who you aren't going to relate to. Sadly, there was no great movements from people my age when I was my age. And there was no great, you know, you can look back to the 60s and, and see something in the, in, the, in the perceived and exaggerated history of how I saw that. Nowadays, you can look at people, millennials and, act, and actions being taken to, to adjust our culture, to break out of gender roles, to adjust our cultures, to break out of sexist gender roles. Like there are movements I can see in both, both spectrums and identifications on both spectrums of people in that age bracket are trying to make a change. And for me, I had none of that. I had apathy. I had a self-loathing of myself and a hatred of the world because it just seemed like bullshit. Seemed like entitled Holden Caulfield like bullshit. In 1993, I could fucking care less. Is that the phrase or is it I couldn't care less? I always uh, get that one wrong. I think people use it both ways, but I prefer your first um, your first version. I could care less? I, uh, you fucking could care fucking less. could yes. care less. But that's, that's where I was at. And that's what I think of with that generation. And it's not that that generation failed the world. I think a lot of great... Great people, a lot of great people. I don't know why I don't say it like that. I think a lot of great people came out of Generation X who have done things. I think there's a lot of great comedians and musicians in the world that came out of that, authors and and all. I don't know if there's that great Gen X politician. I don't know if there's a great Gen X doctor who's making a difference. There's an artistic bent to that generation, but there's no attempt to better the world. There's no attempt to really solidify or sell the world on something, in my perception anyways, of what it means to be Generation X. I wasn't looking ahead. I was just in the moment, and the moment, like you're saying, wasn't about anything. There wasn't, there wasn't that bigger um, drive to better, like you're saying, better the world. Um, it was just about... We I'm, had Earth Day. We, uh, yeah. But I mean, like in my moment, like I didn't even really plan for the, the coming weekend or something. It was just, you know, let's just step outside and walk around and see what happens. Let's go to the coffee shop down the way and see what happens. Let's hang out in the, the shared, you know, dorm room area uh, and see what happens. It wasn't really like a, a goal. I never had a goal. Uh, which might Does have been. It seems sad in retrospect that we were just waiting to see what happened. Yeah. Oh, totally. I regret that. Really? Uh, yeah. You regret a bit. that a bit because I feel like had I better and, and it's not like 
that was everything. I mean, certainly as I found things that I enjoyed and and things that I liked, I would <clears throat> gravitate more towards those things. So, but was um, that happening? When was that happening? No, in your twenties, mid to late college fighting? and after college, I guess it was. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, I tried. So I tried with with you know like the comedy troupe and uh, post college comedy troupe. I tried that. Uh, you know. It didn't amount to anything, but at least I gave myself some goals for a little while. But what you're looking for is a title of something. And that's that's what you consider getting out of the, the sadder parts of just waiting for something. That's – it sounds like you're, you, you were starting to feel better when you started finding identities. And is that wrong? No, say? no, no. I guess that's, a, that's right. Yeah. Do you still feel that? I mean, you have identities. Um, we all do. Yeah. I mean, I'm not exactly sure. I'm still working out what I'm feeling these days. Um, I didn't, I didn't have this, this, this step up or the step over the step into now I'm doing better because I'm pursuing something. You know, I didn't, you were saying, I think you said waiting around, see what would happen. That's what I did. Yeah. That's what we were doing. And that's, and that sounds like that's not good for you. Um, it was at the time, you know, in that, in that, you know, late teens, early twenties, mid twenties age where you were invincible and you didn't really have the care, uh, of, of finance, the care of school anymore. Maybe you didn't have the care uh, of the future. You didn't, it didn't bother you because everything was way ahead of you. And so you really were just in that moment. And in those moments, um, I didn't mind it. I sort of enjoyed it. And there are times where I miss it. I think in retrospect, I should have been doing more. I should have been trying harder. I should have not, uh, just spent every damn weekend sleeping until 1130, 12 noon, getting up and walking somewhere and finding some food somewhere, just walking around, listening to music aimlessly until dinner time when maybe I'd go home for food, maybe I'd eat out, maybe I'd find somebody to hang out with, maybe not go home, play some video games, watch a movie, go to bed. That's that was that was my Gen X experience, I guess. So what's the time frame of that? When did that Well, when I mean, you that think was, of that, that as was, a block of time. Yeah, I think of it as college and and you know, first couple years post college, two, three years uh-huh. post college. Basically ninety three to two thousand. And then what changed it? What changed it is um, a girlfriend that became my wife and uh-huh. family and then knowing I need health insurance and a career and that kind of thing. Like I could get by without that for a while. There was like one illness I had in the late 90s uh, that just would not – I can't even remember what it was. I could not shake it. And I didn't have any health insurance. I had to go to a clinic for the first time. Um, that was That was an eye-opening experience of me trying to get my life together. You had never been to a clinic before, a walk-in clinic? Uh, no, I mean prior to that, I any any health issues uh, had occurred. Well, <clears throat> excuse me, while I was home, so I would go to my like family doctor. Uh, this is the first time I was out on my own in Boston, uh, where I got sick enough that I I needed to see a doctor. And that was the first time. And this shook you. This, what were you like? Twenty three, twenty four? I would have had to have been twenty five. Did I miss it? Yeah, twenty four, twenty five. And you had, so you had a, a realization that. That what? what? What was wrong with the clinic? What? I mean, and well, I'm not challenging. I'm asking. There was nothing wrong with it. 
<clears throat> but it was like uh, just. You a, sound like you should go back. Yeah, I might have to. Um, it was just that I had an opening experience of this, and again, like the world puts these these expectations on you. Like <clears throat> you're supposed to have health insurance. You're supposed to have a doctor, a regular doctor. You're supposed to uh, have a job that provides you the ability to have those things. And I didn't have any of those things. And so it didn't matter because I wasn't getting sick. It didn't matter because I was making enough money to live. It didn't matter because uh, things were fine and everything was going to be perfect in the future. But that moment where I was like so sick, I didn't know what to do. And I couldn't go home, you know, take a bus ride home to see my family doctor, who, by the way, was still my pediatrician. I was 24, 25 um so it's like the tallest person in that clinic and the one that was watched by security Uh, so i had to get it figured out and uh you know i think it was a big step for me just to even go to the clinic um right that predates having a girlfriend that predates having a a relationship that turns into marriage so that that was about what your mortality Uh, i don't know if it was just about my mortality but just about what the societal norm should have was supposed to be and uh, how I grew up and and my family had jobs, had insurance, had doctors, and I at that moment didn't. And it's like, oh, maybe I, that's about time that I do that because clearly it's the thing I'm starting to need. One of the things that I'm starting to need. Were they pressuring you at this point? I don't know if they were pressuring oh, you God, before. Yes. They, they were. Constant pressure during that period and, and for years after even. To, but to, that's not what got to you. That's to, not what. Oh no, no, their pressure didn't get to me. Change. In fact, their pressure, like most Gen Xers, made me want it less. I mean, I get that part because that's a rebellion. I don't even know if it's a rebellion. I think it's. A, I guess it is. We rebel yeah. against our parents. We whenever whenever we're rebelling about against something, it's against our parents, even if they're wonderful, caring as mine are, and whatever. But you're you you were making a, a, a move, a step to better yourself at twenty five, and you're viewpoint your your vantage point a very from what we've already said non-gen x thing to do which is, a, is an exaggerated statement by the yeah. way i don't i'm for the coca-cola fans who tuned in I, it sounds like we're <laughs> not going to be talking soda only because i i and I, we can if we're we, setting the stage but we're also i mean i i we're working me up i don't know if you're getting worked <laughs> up only because i'm seeing a a, a Divergences. I'm seeing a different. I mean, there are many differences between you and I, but I'm, I'm I'm seeing a difference here that I think I knew was there now, but it apparently happened earlier than I thought. Or, or, or I'm I'm seeing a path that you took, that you're on, that you live, that you work hard for, and I'm not. None of this is putting it down. I put the. I made sure to put that you work hard for. So you know, I'm not putting it down. Right. I'm just saying. This idea of identifying with 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 a term, this Generation X term, or more what it stood for. Again, I this I, this need and to me very real relationship to apathy that I had, which as we're speaking, I'm going to look up to make sure I'm using that right. <laughs> but um, I mean that followed through. Lack of interest, enthusiasm, or concern is what it says. <laughs> Indifference. Um. Uninterestedness, unresponsiveness. You held on to that much longer than I did. Is that what you're trying to get to? I don't want to say held on, though. 
I mean, I think I, I was a part of right, that. right. It's, it's still there. Yeah, I still have an apathetic view to this whole world. Uh, by the way, totally valid. Thought you were going to say to this podcast, to this whole, <laughs> to all twenty listeners, thank you. But no, I, I just. I don't see much of a future. Sure. I don't mean just for myself. I just mean for the society and the world. And some of that's based on paranoia and some of that's based on not thinking things through. But some of that is just based on the fact that for every movement we take, we we, we follow the, the MC Scat Cat uh, <laughs> motif of taking steps back. The fact that we can't move forward enough without everyone rejecting it and, 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 and electing a racist oh. fascist in the power yeah. and, and, and voicing their fears of change. And, and because of all that, I, yeah, I, I have, I don't really think things are, I'm, and I apologize, but I don't think the world's going to get better for your kids. And I don't think the world's going to get better if they decide to, to have kids or, or, or impact people. It's not going to get better. So that's still there. Hmm. The difference that I'm in now is I know that I still, I, I kind of want to survive in it. <laughs> I would not kind of want to, but I am. And the relationship. I'm in a relationship. I'm in a marriage. I'm in a connection with someone that even though sometimes the terminology drives me nuts, there's an important sharedness to that that's less selfish than I've ever been. Hmm. But that's the only change. (laughs) It's harder to be apathetic, disinterested in the world, and fatalistic, maybe I could go to that word, when when I am caring about someone. Which is not to say I didn't care about my friends, but I just thought, well, we'll all burn together because they're friends. They'll burn with you. But we were roommates and we were still in – because I feel like we we, we went different paths. That's fine. That's what people do. And we went a period without talking and it wasn't resentment. It wasn't anything other than just we were in different parts of our lives and I didn't know how to communicate. I have never known how to communicate. With people I know who have kids. I can talk to kids. I can talk to parents. But when it's someone I know who then has kids, I don't know. Because I do have that weird measurement of uh, what does this mean? They're another step. But but prior to that happening, we were already on divergent paths with our views of the world and our views of ourselves. Let's say ourselves. Yeah. And we're still just as close and able to get along. But 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 you 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 got some grasp of a need of a future, you had to take care of yourself. You you had these thoughts that propelled you maybe to the next platform. And I, I had no clue, no idea. Mm. What, had health insurance before 40? What? Right. And that's interesting to me because, yeah, I guess you're not, you're not feeling the need to identify with a category maybe. You're not Gen X, whatever that means. Right. And again, it's just a term. But- I don't know. I'm, 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 again, we'll be talking soda momentarily, everyone. <laughs> cans of soda, silver cans with a citrusy sweet drink that failed. And we were in one of the test markets, and that's why we're going to talk about it. I don't know. I, I, I just, I must have looked like a fucking moron to you in 2000 and 2001. I must have looked aimless to you. Uh, no. You can say yes. We're very far beyond. Uh, no, I'm telling no, no. you what to say. I'm sorry. <laughs> I I didn't think that. I I in in a lot of ways, um, I envied you. Um, That's it, different, by the way, than admiring. I would like to point out, but yes. <laughs> but in a lot of ways, um, you know, and and you weren't the only person that that I kind of envied at the time that that didn't seem to have the same uh, fear that I had about not being prepared for the future. 
Well, I didn't think there was going to be with that Millennium right. Bug and, coming up. 2012 was following that. Yeah, and and like I said, it's like I wish I could could have that same sort of not uh, uh, nihilistic out, outlook, uh, but just this outlook of of not not being worried about the the future, not being worried about having the good job, the insurance, um, the relationship, the kids, maybe even, uh, but just living your life the way that you wanted to live it. But that's a nostalgic thing now. Um, Back then. No, I felt that way then too. Really? Yeah. But you weren't far from it yet. How could you already feel like you well, because, wanted that? Because Hadn't I felt like I was it? already, I've already made my choice. Like I already knew at that age, just after the turn of the century, that it's like, okay, I'm not going to be a writer. I'm not going to be an actor. I'm not going to be this famous comedian. I'm going to be the guy that has the nine to five job and, and is in a relationship. I kind of already made that choice. There was like a hint of it here in the background. It's like, oh, well, during the nights I can do this or, or maybe Did I'll... you form a, a comedy troupe after that? Um, I formed a comedy troupe. So right after college... Um... The Ha Ha Table? Is that what they're called? <laughs> no. Um, I, I helped... Here I... I can't think of anything. <laughs> when I was still in Boston... <laughs> Um, my girlfriend at the time who turned into my wife, um, she saw that there was an advertisement, I don't know, in the Phoenix or something, um, to gather. So 2001, 2000, 2000, it was 99 or 2000, um, to, uh, join, you know, get some like minds together to, to form a, a comedy troupe. So I thought, fuck it. Yeah, let's do it. Cause I had tried to do it. I did it in college. I was in comedy troops in college. I tried to do it when I lived in LA for a little while. Um, and then I moved home for the transition period, and then I moved to um, Boston. And so now I'm in Boston, this. and uh, she she saw the advertisement and, and suggested I do it. And I was like, yes, damn it. What the hell? Let's do it. Uh, so I met these guys. Uh, they seem like nice enough people. They're all strangers to me, which was new. I've always only done the troop stuff with people I'd met at school or had gone to school with. That was post uh, – that was the L.A. troop. Um. So this was really interesting and fun and different for me because I didn't know these people. I didn't know their history. They didn't know mine. They didn't know my sense of humor and I didn't know theirs. I'd have to get to know them. We'd have to work together. And it failed miserably. Um, nobody got along. There was a couple people that just were at each other's, you know, email. Uh, we were emailing back and forth at one point and just bickering about ideas. And then somebody actually booked a show for us, our first show as like uh, a resenting act of, of, of fine, you think this, then let's just do the fucking show. And it's like, this isn't how you, you get along. Uh, so it was, it was not a great experience, but um, I think your question was, did I form a troop? P- partially. We never actually uh, formed <laughs> publicly. What was your hilarious but intellectual pun name for that troop? Um, I did not vote for this. This was not the name that I liked, but we were called Perfect Monster. Oh, well, that's pretty good. That's it's not okay. bad. It's okay. And I think for a while they, they existed. I think that the two people that were like the, the crux of that group that were really trying to put it Are together. Zach Galifianakis <laughs> and Andrea Savage. No, I don't know. No, I don't think anyone's famous. I know no one's famous. But maybe they're in Boston. I don't know. Look around. See if Perfect Monster's still playing. I wonder if they would it would prefer a finely opened can of OK soda. No, well, I think we've clearly defined who we were at that time and what the generation <laughs> could be like and what a lot of us were like. 
how do you sell a product to people like that, Tim? And and do you even bother? And is that not a good but, enough but, segue? But by telling them they need kids <laughs> and by telling them they need a career in health insurance. I mean, I don't know. I don't know, man. What is... You could tell no, them and, 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 that it's, everything's it's, it's, going to be okay. <laughs> I'm just at a little... I'm a little... Sh- I don't know. I'm a little surprised <laughs> that this is considered a phase. That what I'm... That I'm, our I'm, generation... I've, that this generation I, X is I, a phase? The, ang- the aspect that I apparently <laughs> believe in is... Well, I, I don't know that it's a phase. Phase. I think that that for some people it's still uh, a part of their lives. I think for me, there's still aspects of apathy that's a part of my life. Like how? Uh, like how? Um, I don't. What's apathetic about my? Well, I mean, I'm only doing those things. I'm only working the job I'm working at uh, to have insurance to make money to pay for my home and my children and my wife. I'm only doing that. And that's pretty apathetic. I should be doing other things. I should be investing in my own uh, personal well-being and and growth as a person. And that's just not happening. And I don't know if that's because I'm just worn down by doing all this other stuff or if I'm uh, apathetic towards it all. I mean, you're 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 around other parents who have to do this. Is uh, that a common feeling? I'm. Uh, you know what? <clears throat> I'm not around them as much as my wife is. Um, I I I Are you don't get a sense. Maybe apathetic towards them. I, oh, I'm pretty apathetic towards most other parents. There are ones that are friends. There are ones that actually I still hang out with that we went to college with that moved out uh-huh. here and are in the same area. Um, do they look like? people from college do you relate to them as the people they were in college uh in some ways but not really they've all grown better than i have they've all become better people than than i feel like i am do you feel well, like we're you're sort of turning this to in college still? wait say again i'm sorry that's true we're <laughs> we're not okay cola <laughs> do you when you think of you do you like the, the you know for a moment think of yourself in college does that person how different is that person than you are now? That person, um, physical looks aside, physical looks aside. That person has. Although you've held on to your hair, good job. Oh, not much. It's 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 thinner than it looks in in those photos <laughs> online, <laughs> online on a podcast. Um, yeah, it's thinner than it looks on this mic. Um, that person, while was just kind of hanging out and yeah. and and waiting to see what happens. Um, he anticipated that something was going to happen. That person uh, enjoyed the the moment. That person uh, enjoyed the the music and the food and the times and and the meeting people and the hanging out and the the witty repartee and the jokes and um, the bits that he would do with his roommate. Um, he enjoyed that nonsensical life and and he had a sense of hope and. Feeling like you know this this all will eventually go somewhere. Um, me today, uh, it's just I'm just dragging through it. I don't know where any of it's going to go. Uh, I just hope it goes well. So there's a bit of a difference there. Makes me thirsty. Yeah. 
You want things to be okay, Soda? We can, we can, we can talk that. That's fine. I, huh? I find it interesting that the the you had hope then. Isn't that weird? Hope in the early nineties. I was, I was still that. You know, I I guess I was more apathetic than, or excuse me, more slacker than apathetic. More the fact that you're calling it hope. Your view of that is hope. It's so it's not, I don't know. I, I didn't have a drive, but I just assumed it was all going somewhere. I mean, most hope is, 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 is not factored into much when we have hope for something. It's a little, del- it's a little delusional hmm. and it, it's, it's a little religious or it's a little just kind of like, well, it, it, it's better than thinking what could happen. So it's, but that's, but it also, I guess it has an optimistic ring to it. It sounds like right. there's an optimistic angle to it. Which is the opposite of what I think of for that generation, in which that seems like something you can market to. If we're going to talk about this fucking can of citrus soda called OK Soda, you can market to that normally. You can teach the world to sing with a bottle of fucking Coke, or you can yeah. have a teary, teary little uh, ad at the holidays where a homeless guy gets a gets you know here's here's a tab, but I mean the soda, and now you're fine. But you know they don't have any teeth to lose, so it's okay. You can do that. Yeah. It makes sense that that is something you can appeal to. And sitcoms do it. Friends appeals to that sort of clumsy hope in a way. You know, the romance and these relationship funny, you know, will they or won't they appeal to that hope. And we get that. But, 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 the, and, and, and so, so sodas must have loved you. <laughs> you know, things, things can be advertised to that. So it probably makes sense that you weren't into today's topic. <laughs> okay. So I don't want to come out. But the opposite of that, or the not the opposite, but the, 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 the apathy to keep saying that word of that, which I was a major defining point of who I was, can also be sold to. I'm not saying the topic will never get to OK Soda did that, but you can appeal to that with a cooler than thou or an in on the joke or a it's all bullshit thing. Because it's weird to, I mean, I... I hoarded that kind of stuff, comic books and music and things that preached a dissatisfaction with consumer culture, the capitalism, having a goal. But all of these people were driven people. (laughs) The most punk of a punk band is a driven person and they create a form of art. You know, the replacements write a song called Unsatisfied that taps into real, you know, misnomer feelings, but they also recorded it put an album together and toured with it and are remembered. It's, I don't know. I, I, I mean, maybe, maybe the, 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 the Gen X template is false. Maybe it doesn't actually have any bearings or maybe it's just unaware of itself. I mean, you, you know, you're, you didn't identify as generation X. You're saying more of a slacker and you had hope. I, in retrospect, so brand myself with this dumb two slash X mark. Like, yes, that is me. I get it. And we're in the world we're in because of it and blah, blah, blah. Like, I understand it. But how real was that then? How real is any of this at the time? But how real was that then that it can be sold to? Mm. There were things I went to. I liked my coffee shop that nobody went to. I liked the books that were under the radar. I, I could be marketed to by somehow presenting, hey, this is something that's off the beaten trail. 
hey, this was packaged by hand. Hey, this is an artist who doesn't work for DC Comics. Those kind of things work the same way as marketing. And this obnoxious, when I think about it, need to so stand outside of that to make sure that you don't fall sucker to clothes from the gap or the Nike swish on your shoe. So you always buy Vans. So you go to the thrift store, but nothing fits you. So you find the long coat somewhere else. I mean, it's just it's 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 just as sellable too. I don't know who cracked that code. It wasn't OK Soda, t- topic of today's episode, I'll tell you that. Well, did did Vans sell to that, or was that just another brand that wasn't Nike? You know what I mean? Like, were you just able to find another smaller brand? Is Vans small? Everybody knows what Vans no, are. it's smaller than Nike. By the way, I didn't wear Vans to the late No, but I'm just I'm using your in. example. It's smaller yeah. than Nike. And so... There's a difference between um, drinking Dr. Pepper as opposed to Coke or drinking OK Soda because it's telling you it's not Coke. You know what I mean? Or because it's telling you we don't care if you drink us or, or you know what I mean? It's like doesn't matter. We're not going to show you our soda or even tell you what it tastes like. I think yeah, OK Soda I... is trying to actually sell that idea whereas – as you mentioned, Vans, just because you had happened to randomly mention it, I don't know that that's what they were trying to sell. They were just not Nike. Both things are a product. Both things to exist and to warrant their exist need to be sold. The issue, I guess, as I'm feeling is, is it phonier to be the one who's like, I have to make sure I have the underground shoe? Because you know what's cheaper than a pair of Vans? A pair of stride right pumps. <laughs> You know, a, a super stop and shop brand slipper. It's a lot cheaper. Right. But I wouldn't wear those. You can't. I'm not going to stride right to get my fucking shoe. I'll have to track down vans and spend a little extra than a stride right shoe to have the shoe that's not a Nike shoe. <laughs> I mean, Nike's not pretending. Nike knows it has a logo. Nike is, I doubt, is saying, oh, we're not selling shoes. We just are shoes. OK Cola was so, oh, by the way, listeners, OK Cola, <laughs> sorry. Because um, this will tie right back into that. OK Soda was a citrus tasting soda from the early 90s. It was made by the makers of Coke. It uh, only lasted for a couple of years. It came in these instantly recognizable silver cans with what looked kind of like a peel and stick label that said OK on it. And the cans had drawings by a couple of. 20-something underground indie comics, uh, Daniel Klaus, who did Ghost World, Charles Burns, who did Black Hole. And uh, they were designed as a soda that was supposed to be marketed and appeal to Bob and I, 20-somethings. Coca-Cola, the most recognizable company in the world, decided we're going to make something that appeals to 19-year-olds, because as, as, as they said, and this is a quote, thank you, Wikipedia, for this quote, Coca-Cola felt that 19-year-olds are very accustomed to having been manipulated and knowing that they're manipulated, and they possess a lethargy that probably can't be penetrated by any commercial message. Thus, they were aiming to appeal to Gen Xers with a commercial message that, what, you're, 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 we're, we're not a commercial? Yeah, they weren't lying. They were do. They were manipulating. They were selling. They were doing the act of what commercialization does, trying to appeal to people who d- turn their backs on that. It should have worked, is what I'm saying. <laughs> okay, soda should have caught on. 
because the people who are so who so want not the people who aren't in the capitalism because they probably don't drink soda they just grab whatever's there the people who want to be known as the artists like I did who didn't care for these fucking things want to be able to show the world they're this artist so why weren't they gravitating towards okay so, coke okay soda you know the non coke product why you know why weren't they in on it well, could it be exactly that quote you just read from Wikipedia is that this generation is hyper aware of when they're being manipulated, of when they're being sold to, when they're, you know, trying to uh, uh, have a product um, sold to them. And therefore, just the fact that they were trying to do that by not doing it, by counter advertising themselves. I mean, didn't we just see through it and therefore not? purchase this product then that well we were the audience by the way honest to god people who sincerely don't give a fuck would never have seen these (laughs) would never have even considered do i want no they wouldn't care right those of us so bent on making sure the world knows hey i'm not into this commercialism would see these ads so i guess the question is who were they fucking talking to we're finally talking about this 20 years on. So something struck. I drank it. I went out and bought you. Did you ever? I didn't even ask. Did you drink it? I've ne- I never drank it. I, you know, th- there may have been a drink I had of OK Soda, um, but didn't didn't drink it regularly to remember that I even ever did drink it. Do you remember it being around? I remember it being around. I remember the advertising, the, the pop art look to to the can. Um, as this topic, uh, was, was coming up as this recording, um, date was approaching, I checked out some old retro, okay, soda commercials. I recognized none of them. I have oh, no really? recollection of seeing these, these television commercials. I was, I saw more the, the billboards, the cans, uh, ads in magazines or, or, you know, the, the Boston Phoenix or whatever. Um, I remember it in print more than I remember it in television. And a lot of things are in print. Do you remember thinking it was odd that it existed? Do you remember thinking, what are they doing? Are they talking to me? Or was it just another soda as was, possible as Fanta? It was just another soda to me. I didn't catch on to what they were trying to do. So when I presented this as a topic in that text, where I was like, have you heard of OK Soda? Let's do an episode on it. Granted, the episode we're doing is not necessarily on it. Did it even rattle in your head, oh, I see what he's getting at? Or were you just like, okay. No, totally. Totally saw what you're getting at because, you know, in retrospect, I, I became more aware of OK Soda after it failed than, than while it was testing in, in the Boston area. But in the moment, it was just it, – it didn't did – it barely registered with you. Yeah. The, I mean, I liked the art on it. That that registered. Mm-hmm. The the design of the can, the design of the the ads registered with me. The the soda didn't. Um the moment it was like a fruity soda or a citrusy soda, I was like, no, nah, I'm out because that's just not what I like. So I didn't <laughs> so even. So it really was you just weren't into yeah, the product. I wasn't into the product and the 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 message it was trying to sell of of who the people would be that would drink it wasn't connecting with me. Uh, it wasn't enough for me to be like, okay, even though I don't care for the taste of citrusy sodas, I'm I'm I want to make sure that people know I'm I'm an okay soda guy. That wasn't that wasn't me. Good for you. <laughs> I um, 
Good for you for not remembering my rants at the time. I railed against this soda's existence oh, yeah. and drank it. <laughs> I thought it was dumb. The cans made me gags and like the idea of the label on it. But yeah, I, I thought, oh, they're just they're just trying to be hip. But I drank it. Yeah. This is ridiculous, but I bought it just so I would know the taste of phoniness. The fact of the matter is, they got a rise out of me, a reaction out of me. They played off me because it was so important for me to be, uh, whatever, commercialism. And yet, I was surrounded by commercial products. My fucking t-shirts, my posters, the amount of TV I consumed, the movies I had to see, and the fucking soda I had to drink so that I could say, they're not good. They're, they're, it's a sellout. <laughs> There's no such thing as a sellout soda. They're products that are made to be sold. Yeah. Fucking, I, there, there's a weird phoniness, perhaps, <laughs> to, to, to trying to fly under the radar, which I hate. Yeah. Cause it makes me, like I mean, what, what, you can't, you, yeah, you can't, you can't manufacture that, that, that sort of brandness. You can't manufacture being the cool hip thing because it's it's counterculture or whatever i meant the consumer that i was oh the consumer that you were you can manufacture whatever you want it happens all the time dance crazes happen because of it movie trends happen because of it clothing fashion songs it happens Ah. all the time that is the culture that is a consumer culture and now you mix in internet and media and immediacy that's what that is it's inescapable well i have a a slightly different thought on that but i don't want to get off the the point what's your what's your what's your thought on that well i think i think there are things that happen there are moments in in pop culture and manufacturing that sort of that that happen on their own um just because people react to them unexpectedly Mm -hmm. and then there are those companies and uh, uh creators that try and and uh, market themselves off of that. Okay, so that's a craze. So let's do something like that. And that's what I think OK Soto kind of was. It's like, oh, there's this apathy now in, in this generation of people. They know that, you know, they don't want to be sold to or whatever. So we're going to create a product for them. And that's why I, I think that doesn't work. I think if you try hard to be that, and not just allow yourself to become that, that it's not it's not going to work as, as successfully. And there might be exceptions, but I think in in general that that's like trying to copy something that was unexpected and not being able to uh, to to duplicate it. But what's a product? I'm not talking an artistic product. No, it's no, not as an insult to the engineers who chemically designed soda. There's a science to that. But what's a soda or a food item? That was a moment in time that wasn't trying to just be here, buy this item. The sheer nature nature of going to a store to get a soda is a capitalistic practice. So the phoniness, we're, we're, it's weird. We're, we're, <laughs> we're calling out two different things here. You're calling out the soda and the process of, of, of marketing it. I'm calling out the target demographic of which I was a part of yeah. and fell for, you know, like when Starbucks swept in, I worked for a Starbucks briefly when they first kind of came to Boston and suddenly I was like, I'm never going to go into a Starbucks, but I'll go into a fucking Pete's, I'll go into a Dunkin' Donuts and I'll go into the small coffee shops. But Starbucks is the biggest name. I'm not going to go there. 
you know? Right. And yet, I'll eat a Hostess donut. That's the biggest donut in the world. <laughs> For some reason, that has appeal. It's, I, it's, it's, I don't, I, this, I'm, I'm thrown by trying to figure out my place. Yeah. And, 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 and capitalism, because, because the only reason I'm aware of OK Soda and the only reason 20 people are hearing about it right now is because they marketed it successfully. They got a rise out of the people, out of me. They played to people who should be disgusted by commercialism, and they got them. They tricked them into being disgusted about something that didn't matter. And the biggest sign of this for a Gen Xer who wants to make sure he's never, me, by the way, part of the mainstream, always kind of going for the lesser known or just, you know, I'm not going to fall for the, for the, the, the sports mentality of, of, of the mass groups. It was a flop. <laughs> the thing didn't work. It's forgotten. Right. <laughs> Sells for big bucks on eBay, but it's forgotten. So therefore, I get to maintain my street cred <laughs> by being angry and tricked by something that nobody cares for. The numbers on this episode are going to be 12, not 20, because <laughs> who cares? <laughs> And yet I'm so, it's so important for me to be, I was so set for this episode to be bong. What an amazing takedown of corporate America those two did. <laughs> What's okay, soda? Ah. Oh. Man, that's, I must have been in on the joke. No, I wasn't. I was, I was the joke. They knew what they were doing, and they were fine with it. They didn't think they were going to appeal to Gen X. They thought they were going to put something out there that would appeal to the posers, because these titles and these ideas sure. and this lack of direction is just posing? I hope not, but I, I guess that's what I'm saying. I mean, that's what you saw it. It, it was it was a full heart, It was a full-hearty quest to exist day-to-day -day without insurance to you at 25. Yeah. Nearly half your life ago. I don't have that point of reference. I mean, I have that nearly half my life. Right. Uh, no, I get it. You're younger than you, but. <laughs> this has been a very strange journey, this, this, this episode. <laughs> Sorry, you were excited to talk about the soda, were you? No. Did you what, are, what are your notes, by the way? <laughs> This no, topic. <clears throat> I, 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 I figured, I figured it would go exactly the the path it's gone. Uh, uh, it's, what? Though it's derailed a bit. I figured we'd establish Gen X. We'd established uh, what we were like uh, in that era, and then we'd talk about the soda and the way it sold, and maybe other things that tried to sell us uh, a, a Gen X lifestyle. Um, but I think I think it's gone a little deeper than that. That's the thing. This is the most depressed I've ever felt. Yeah. On this show. <laughs> what what else tried to sell the Gen X? You said you had some other, well, uh, other, other, other yeah, examples. Yeah, I mean, it sounds so petty after all of, of, of this. But I was going to talk about some of the, the Volkswagen commercials of that era as well. I don't remember the Volkswagen oh, commercials. Oh, I remember those I great. Was probably out at the local convenience <laughs> store, not getting hocked up on uh, fucking OK Soda. They were probably sticking with Jolt. <laughs> There were several uh, Gen X style um, Volkswagen commercials for the Jetta or the Cabrio or whatever it's called, where it was What's just Gen X style. Well, it was just about like what I thought of when I think of Gen X of just hanging out. 
waiting for something uh-huh. to happen. And there was that that one co- uh, commercial where two guys were just driving around in a car. Um, it had that silly da 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 song that went along too. Oh, it. I remember that commercial. Yeah. <clears throat> and it was just them driving. Elastica covers that song, by the way. Oh, it's do they? Awesome. Well, they didn't yeah. do it in this commercial. It was the original. No, they did not. And it was just them driving around, waiting for something to happen, looking for something to happen. They and pick up the, a chair? They, they get a chair. That was the big thing. They get a chair. They're driving around with a, with a recliner in their back. And then they decide that it stinks, so they drop it off again. <laughs> and that's all the commercial was, is just these two guys driving around. And if you think about like what car commercials are like, especially today, where it's all about luxury and it's all about uh, – you know, fast movement and just uh, Matthew McConaughey talking about the extensional, extensional uh, fucking, I can't even speak right now, but you know, Matthew McConaughey talking uh, uh, all these deep words about his fucking Lincoln town car. God, I hate him more than I hate myself right now. And here's a commercial of just two guys driving nowhere, doing nothing. And I wanted a Volkswagen. That that's the one that got that, me. Oh, so that worked on that, you. That's the that one that worked. worked on me. And then the other one, which was the Pink Moon commercial, where it's just them driving around in in the uh, the topless uh, cabrio, looking at that's the stars. That's the song that's playing, right? They're playing. That's the, that song, the song, the Pink Moon song that's playing, and they're just driving, and they end up at a house party, and it's your typical Gen X house party. I think there's even somebody that walks past wearing a flannel around their waist, and they decide not to go to the Where'd party. They find that in 1997. <laughs> Um, and so those, yeah, those those commercials sold it to me. Like that's who I was. That's what I was doing, or that's what I wanted to be doing. If I had a car, which I didn't, I was in Boston, didn't have one, didn't need one. Um, that's what commercials do. Yeah, but I thought if I ever got a car, uses it would be a car a for the same reason. You have to get somewhere, right? <laughs> so, but also, I don't know. I don't know that they were like okay soda, making it a point to be. Of, of this generation, of the Gen X, of, 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 of a slacker mentality. It's calculated. The Pink Moon song, is it a Nick Drake song? It was a Nick Drake song. Yes, I think I think is calculated. That's a choice they made. I think is calculated, calculated as the Volkswagen. Choice. I think the difference was that Volkswagen already existed, and they were just sort of selling a different way to use their car, maybe? Soda, Whereas, soda already okay, existed. But okay they soda, designed okay an okay ad soda campaign. Didn't. Okay said, hey, we're a different soda. It was probably Sprite. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It was probably just Sprite in a different can. But they're saying- the I also developed Fruitopia, so I think there's new. just some flavor I did buy a dug. lot of Fruitopia. Well- <laughs> Does that change everything? If that says anything. <laughs> no, but I'm just like, I, I think we're going after the wrong target here, or I'm mad about the wrong thing. The, 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 okay, soda can exist. Things have to somehow be in a can. Right. <laughs> if you're going to sell a soda, it needs a container. <laughs> so why to. not make it interesting? You make the choices you make. It's a calculated attempt to sell it. But so is that fucking Nick Drake commercial. So are these abysmally annoying anti-smoking the truth campaigns. Mm. You know, which which I think are it's just like it's it's appealing to an audience. It's knowing your audience. And it's finding. It's like we're going to be the quirky Adult Swim anti-smoking motif. It's the same thing. It's like whatever it is you're trying to sell. The the manipulation is the only way to do that. The sheer nature of it means that it's what a trailer is. It's what a what 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 a teaser is. What an I mean, it's what an ad is. And I don't know why I'm getting so mad about something that isn't pretending to be anything else. Nobody nobody goes to the theaters to see an ad. You don't tune in for the newest ad. They're advertisements. We know what they are, but we feel so good about being mad that they exist. 
I don't watch ad TV. I watch this other TV. All right, whatever. (laughs) And you pay for it. I mean, it's like ads are what they are. It's weird that they're the enemy. They're the problem. When in reality, the issue was these fucking people needing to identify with the ad. The problem isn't the messenger or the message. It's the fucking audience that chooses to hardcore distance or somehow engage in an hour podcast about it. (laughs) So I don't even know how much of this rage is real. <laughs> oh my goodness. It's all manufactured, Tim. Well, is it working? I mean, I it's you know, it's okay. No, <laughs> I just it's uh, I don't know if other people have this issue or other generations that have this issue. I mean, I don't know if millennials think they're being sold to when when the person on the CarMax commercial has a hat. You know, I don't know if baby boomers felt enraged when when I heard it through the grapevine was being used to sell raisins. Like, I don't know if people really cared. Mm. But it seems to me, if you want to get someone's attention of our era, or at least of me, you you, you basically insult them. (laughs) You give them a reason to feel insulted. And they jump all over it. And they talk about OK Soda for an hour. And they wish they could get a fucking can of it again to make sure it tasted as phony as they think. I don't know. Like PBR. Do you drink Pap's Blue Ribbon? I don't. Well, then that conversation's done. But do you? I, I just, I, I, yeah, I used to. It was, a four, it was the cheapest beer there. Sure. I don't drink beer anymore. But it was the cheapest beer at the bar. It became a go-to for other hipsters. And the truth is, I was annoyed with them. The beer never changed. It's a can. It's a beer. It exists how it exists. It's low price. It becomes a culture. Yeah. A sort of, hey, because we're hipsters, we're drinking this. And that annoys me. But it's like, maybe it is what they can afford. They put up, you know, they, they spent, you know, they got their hat money. And they got their cheap beer money. Sure. And so what am I so worked up about? Why, what, you know, what, why, why do I rally in anger because there is a problem with capitalism but also we exist because of it this we're doing a we're doing a version of capitalism with this show we're expecting people to buy into it we're giving them a title of topic we think they like which is why this one probably will have a different title than okay soda and we're hoping that that brings them in it's the same thing it's just it's been reduced to something we can do in our hand you know, with Facebook and Twitter and all this stuff, and now I'm now I'm just sounding like a moron. No, I think I think I think you're making some sense there. Some um, progress, yeah. Maybe some progress. <laughs> and so for uh, our next session, Tim, uh, maybe yeah. we can. <laughs> um, yeah, no, this this wasn't where I thought we would go, but here we are. Nope, here we are. Here we are. Not thirsty, though. Not not for more of this show. <laughs> but let's say you are. If you're parched for another episode, I can't do it. Fuck, I, oh, you can take us out. Oh, I'll That's take us something. out then. I'll take us out as best I can. All right. So that was our Gen X uh, apathetic okay, <laughs> okay Soda episode. Thanks for listening. I really don't know if I can do this. You're so It's so second nature for you. Um, if you want to hear us talk about another topic. If you want to hear another topic, uh, 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 a happier topic, uh, at 20podcast.com. Right? Mm-hmm. That's, that's the where web- you can find, that's, that's, that's the website. website where you can find all of our other episodes. Uh, plus this episode's show notes, which if you haven't already been reading them, go find them. They're going to be fantastic. I can already, I can already anticipate that. Uh, 
Uh, you can also subscribe to the show there. Yes. Follow us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, uh, Instagram, at 20Popcast, Twitter, at 20Popcast. Yeah, you got all that. You have all of that. All of that. All your podcatchers. Um, and you can follow us. <laughs> you can follow us on Twitter. All your motherfucking podcasters. <laughs> You got this podcaster, you got that podcaster. You can get it on all of them, except for Spotify, because some of our old uh, episodes have unlicensed music, so I can't put them on Spotify. But not this episode. Nope. Maybe a jingle. Was there an okay computer soda jingle? No, there wouldn't be, because other other sodas had jingles. It's <laughs> true. Other sodas had cans. Okay. But not pop art. Although they became pop art. I don't know. What are all those Santa Claus Coke cans people oh, love yeah. at Christmas time? That's true. That's true. Do you want to plug yourself, or do you think everyone stopped listening? No, no. People are still listening and are waiting to hear what my uh, Twitter handle is. At ah. Canning. Follow me yes. there. Tell me what, also, what, what else you like to drink for reasons that are your own. Listen to yourself! <laughs> What else do you like to drink? <laughs> you want that in your feed? <laughs> You're hoping that people that you have begged to listen to the show come back to you like, well, you know, I sometimes I have cranberry juice, a sips box of cranberry juice. I got nothing in my feed I, right now, Tim, so I'll, I'll take that. <laughs> you may still have nothing yeah. after that question. Or you might have a lot of pictures of Moxie couple orange cans of moxie it's a cola not an orange soda i was fooled i stocked moxie for three years at a convenience store one year and i was like opened it one day expecting a sun-kissed soda yep i lie i multiply my old jobs by three so if i didn't work it at all zero but if i only worked it one year it becomes three years because i've got a lot of moxie that's why You can end it with the fart, but I think the oh god is also a good way to end it.